Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Thacker and Matt. And today, we're talking about the newest release from Nintendo, or at least one of them, because there's a couple of those now. They actually decided to start releasing <laughs> games in the year of 2022. And we're talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And I have to say, I have never played a Kirby game before. Matt, you're obviously the big Kirby fan in this group right now. You're the big you're the big Nintendo guy, period, in this group right now. <laughs> but Kirby's more your speed. Thacker, do you have any experience with Kirby? I didn't know if you did or not. I actually have had experience with Kirby since the Game Boy Color days of Kirby Dreamland. Okay, so okay. you've actually played oh. them before. So I've never played a Kirby game before. I've never... I, I, I know of Kirby. I knew, like, the power was, like, he would, like, suck in enemies and, like, would, like, get their power. And that's really mm-hmm. fucking cool. Um, <laughs> but I've never actually played them before. I have to say, and I know that, Matt, we just got done talking about this... One thing that I really feel like this game did, I feel like if you needed a comparison for this game, this feels like it does for Kirby what Mario Odyssey does did for Mario, in that it opens the world up a little bit. It, it kind of expands on the lore of what we know about Kirby. It really kind of expands on it all. It makes it feel a lot bigger than maybe it had been before, or maybe, maybe bigger than it felt before. Um, what did you think about this game, Matt? Okay, so starting off, I remember hearing about, um, you know, rumors going around before this game was even announced that Nintendo had been wanting to have a kind of an open world type Kirby game because um, of the Kirby games, even like the first kind of 3D outing on the N64 was still a side scroller. So I was very skeptical about this because especially coming from a team who does not really do 3D like uh, 3D games. Because Kirby's, as I mentioned, always fall into like that category where yeah. a lot of Nintendo's games are, which are side scrollers. So hearing that they were finally fixing to like do this more like deeper, deeper game that actually like has you able to explore more, I was a little skeptical again. But then I saw that trailer, and I was I was blown away. Like there was not a single moment in that trailer that I probably was not smiling and just like enjoying what I was watching. And then when they showed the mouthful mode, I literally was like, hold up because Kirby just ate a car. And <laughs> that is one of the greatest parts about this game is because they have such a more open space. There's a lot more that they're able to do with like with puzzles and Kirby in the introducing mouthful mode has, you know, he can suck up a car, a traffic cone, um, a vending machine, uh, the staircase, like, like that, that like mm-hmm. that staircase that you can suck up to get to higher spots on the map. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like you don't just inhale the enemies and gain their powers, and that's here too. So anyone who's played a Kirby game is, you know, really happy to see that come back. I mean, you can't have Kirby without being able to take the powers, but when you're able to just like give Kirby more abilities than just taking an enemy's powers, but actually becoming an object. And um, they, they did a couple of things like with the car, you, you could do some races. Like there's, there's just so much that they added to this game, which has made it probably my all time favorite Kirby game because they did release a Kirby game on the switch with superstar allies, which I thought was okay, but it was like the first outing on the switch, but it still stuck to the 2d uh, side scrolling game or excuse me, 3d side scrolling. Um, and they also kind of introduce newer enemies, whereas older Kirby games tend to use the same enemies over and over. And this one introduced more of kind of, I'm just going to say it, they're furries. 
<laughs> and, um, I was really, it was really cool to see how they were able to um, make this new world that Kirby found himself in, and and give it like this whole new feeling. Like it's it's so familiar. It's familiar Kirby, and then it's like this this adventure you were not expecting from, especially coming from Nintendo. Yeah, I will say as as someone again, and I've said this who's never played it before. This game, I really enjoyed what I've played. Um, I've played, I don't know how long the total, I know the game is like seven worlds or something like that, or seven like roughly. areas, mm-hmm. roughly, I mean, I think I've played through six of them, I've, I've really enjoyed what I've played, I think this is a really, really, really high quality game, uh, especially, you know, considering that, you know, Kirby Star Allies, one criticism I've always heard of that game, is that it's one of those where, I guess the way you could put it is like this, is that it's not really a gift you'd want to get somebody for Christmas because you can start <laughs> it Christmas morning and finish it by the time, you know, Christmas evening comes along. It was just a really short game. And this, it feels like there's a lot of replayability. There's The challenges are really fun, especially like the ones within the levels. One of my favorite ones that I've gotten, like, addicted to when I've played is the one where it's like the time tracks where you suck up the car and... You know, you try to finish the track in a certain amount of time, just finishing, figuring out all the shortcuts and stuff like that. I think there was one level where I spent like 30 straight minutes on one track, and I was like, holy cow. I've, like, I looked up, and it was dark outside. I was like, it was not dark when I started doing this. <laughs> and I, I really have enjoyed it. The gameplay is fun. It's a different change of pace from the games we've played when you look at Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Tiny Tina. Like, it's a big change of pace from what we've played, and I think that it's a really, it's again a really fun game, and I'm really pleased so far with Nintendo's first offering. Thacker, what about you? We haven't heard from you. We're about six minutes into this episode, and we haven't heard from Thacker. That's got to be like a fucking <laughs> world record. Uh, but, <laughs> but Thacker, I can if I want to, <laughs> Thacker, what what what, if, what are your overall thoughts on this game? Overall thoughts from Kirby and everything. It's one of those that I've I've touched up on playing on dreamland on the gamecube or game boy color i've even got the kirby racing game on the gamecube i love the kirby games absolutely um i love how meta knight is back in the game i all-time favorite kirby character Mm -hmm. i love the fact that you get to fight him and not even just fight him but if you beat him you are able to actually use his sword in one of your uh, abilities, which honestly in this game, the abilities are ones that have really stood out the most to me on this game. Um, I absolutely love them. And I love the uh, upgrade system on them as well, just because of the simple fact of that was one thing from the trailer. Cause Matt, I know I told you mm-hmm. after the trailer came out that the fact that we get to upgrade our, uh, abilities was one yeah. I was looking forward to. Yeah. And yeah. To be able to actually go beat Meta Knight and then be able to use his abilities, I absolutely loved it. I was at work when I actually did it on break, got done, and I was like, guys, have y'all seen this? And showed my coworkers, and they're like, wait, you can do that. <laughs> and then I ended up selling like three more copies of the game just from showing people that. <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, the abilities are really what shine in this game. I think that's probably my favorite part is the different abilities. I don't know what y'all's favorite abilities are, but I know that like the ice ability is one of my favorite things in this game so far. 
And it's just, it's really just because like every ability has a use. Every ability have like you know the sword obviously is more of your close range. You can throw the little like sp- the spinning blades or whatever, and those are more range. Yeah, yeah, you can throw those. The fire is obviously a good range one. Ice is good for slowing people down. The tornado ability is really cool. Like I-, I think that the abilities are all really cool, and I love how when you upgrade them, they get significantly better. Because I feel oh, yeah. like a lot of times in games, and Matt, I'll let you talk about this, because I think that me and you probably play a little bit more of like these RPG games where you know you mm-hmm. upgrade and maybe you don't right away see an upgrade. I like how in this game it feels like upgrades matter. What 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 did you did you think the same? Absolutely, um, mostly because there are a lot of the uh, in level challenges where you do have to have uh, specific upgrades um, for your weapons. Um, like one of my favorite ones, since we were on the subject to talk about favorite ones, is I like the new introduction to the Ranger, especially when you upgrade it and you just do way more damage. Um, but they actually, the upgrades just don't feel like, oh, you know, it's just here to make you stronger. Um, if you notice when you beat levels, it kind of opens up these little smaller, like, kind of portals. If you ever done those, this is how you get the, uh, this is how you get the, the, the crystal, the star crystals yeah. to upgrade those weapons. But in the higher up levels, you notice that some of them you can't access until you upgrade. So they actually did integrate the fact that you upgrade these weapons for specific reasons. And one of the uh, one of the ones I really noticed that I thought was probably the funniest to me was um, the uh, the needler, where you just yeah. start off and you're just like a bunch of pink spikes. But the final upgrade, you basically turn into an assortment of just like the craziest things, like pencils. Mm-hmm. Uh, screwdriver, like little little corkscrews, like, and you get to like roll around on people and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That was a lot of fun. I yeah. agree. <laughs> like, like they they had a lot of thought going into the upgrades into this, and um, in fact, you mentioned the one with Meta Knight, where you get not just a sword, his mask, but also his wings, which. <laughs> Which was adorable, <laughs> especially <laughs> considering behind the mask on Meta Knight, he, he's just a darker, like, uh, like a blue or Kirby. He's black Kirby. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> that's well, that's kind of messed up. That's messed up the way you said <laughs> that. Kirby. <laughs> and now you just made it worse. All right. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I think the abilities absolutely shine. So, what were y'all's favorite abilities then that y'all were able to get in this game? I said mine was Ice. Thacker, what was yours? Um. To this day, I've always enjoyed the sword. Um, and once Classic. we got Meta Knight's abilities, his wings, his sword, and his mask, it still is in that area of being my favorite. Uh, but if I had to kind of shy away from it a little bit, once I got the fire ability upgraded to get the dragon, yes. and that was one that I absolutely loved. Um, other than that, um, the Chalker Slingers. Okay, those um, are pretty cool. I've always loved them. Those three are my top three, hands down, in that order, too. Matt, what about you? What were, what were your favorite abilities in this game? Um, first of all, the final upgrade for Ranger, because you basically get a laser gun. Kirby with a gun. <laughs> Kyle would be which, proud. Which is super powerful, to, if I'm being honest. And then um, another one of my favorite abilities was... Uh, there were so many of them. Um, shoot, shoot, it's so hard to choose them. Uh, I don't know what the final upgrade ability for the ice one is, but I always noticed that with um when I, when I was playing this game, that I, I swapped around a lot between the ranger and the uh, the ice powers because 
I, I just think the little animation where Kirby's ice skating is really cute. There's like a little level uh, further on uh, where you, if you're ice Kirby, you can ice skate across lava. So, um, yeah, little things like that. Um, definitely um, happy with um, the, these power up abilities. And like I said, they're not just, they don't feel like they're just tack ons. They actually feel like that, you know. Uh, it's, it's it's easy for someone to, to like pick out like um a favorite weapon yeah again I, I gotta go with the ice the ice was a ton of fun i love that he like ice skates while you have that ability active mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just that was one of the few where i was like actually look different like how you're moving how you're moving around i, I like that little detail speaking of detail let's talk about the level design in this game i, I thought that you know where a lot of 3d platformers and really platformers in general for me a lot of them like level wise, it feels like a lot of times like levels are long, overcomplicated, and they kind of drag at a certain point. I feel like every level I've played in this game was the perfect length. Like it was, it was just long enough for it to be a little bit of a challenge. But I never at any point was like, God, I can't wait for this to be over. I, I don't know if maybe one of y'all <laughs> felt differently, but I, I really like the level design of the game and the boss fights as well. Thacker, uh, what were your thoughts on that? Boss fight wise, I absolutely loved it. From your first one being the gorilla to happily seeing a tree villain again. Um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Um, it brought that nostalgia feel back. Um, even even some of the newer ones, including the gorilla and the cat. Can I just say I absolutely hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> so much like when when the cat i cannot remember her name um when she jumped up into the higher parts of the circus tent i was like yeah am i supposed to do this again (laughs) and i I spent a good like five minutes just running around trying to make sure i like don't get hit um i will absolutely love the villains it's one that i kirby has always had the most unique villains um and with that, I love how each level has its own challenge as well for more Waddle Dees. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Waddle Dees scale around the uh, the map are a lot of fun to find. And it's one of those things for someone who likes to 100% complete levels. Definitely gave you a lot more to do because um, unless you're looking at a guide and you get to the end of the level, you'll just see question marks on the challenges and you're just kind of like okay, what did I miss? Because I feel like I looked, uh, you know, up and down everywhere. <laughs> but at the same time, like, they, they helped you out there to where it, after you beat the level, you're able to actually, like... See what the challenges are, and yeah. Get a, and get at least one hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that definitely helped. I think if you're a completionist, there's a lot to do with this game. One thing I've been overly critical of Nintendo... I say overly critical. I think I've been fairly critical of <sighs> Nintendo for this. Nintendo Nintendo's released a lot of content in the last couple of years that maybe at launch felt a little bare. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't believe that's the case here. I think they actually did give you reason to go back and replay through levels if you didn't mm-hmm. 100% them. And there's also, obviously, you know, the levels that Matt mentioned, the little side levels where you go and get, like, you know, the star pieces and to, to upgrade, you know, to upgrade the abilities. I think that there's a lot of reason to go and replay levels in this game. Matt, do you think that replayability was one of this game's strong suits? 
Yeah, replayability is absolutely there, and if not just to, um, you know, collect everything, but to also just go back and re-experience the levels. Like, I found myself going back to, like, the more circus area, just because I love what they did with all the rides um, and the, uh, what is it, the, the mouth mode roller coaster? Yeah. It's just, like, those little things that like that that keep me coming back to play these levels. It's just to re-experience them again, because it's, like, these levels, as we mentioned before, they're they're the perfect length. Like, they're not too long at all, and they've just got so much replayability. Thacker, it feels like we've gushed about this level now, or this game, really. We've gushed about it for about 16 minutes. Uh, let's talk about criticisms, because, I, you know, for really one of the first times this year, I don't have, like, any glaring issues in this game. I feel like... You know, maybe at some point the combat maybe gets a little repetitive, but I, I also feel like you could say that for a lot of games. What what were some what was any critique you had, Thacker? Um, I think the biggest critique I had was how some of the challenges just felt like they were uh oh, what's the word I'm looking for? How they just felt um reused. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <clears throat> Um, some of the levels, like, or not really levels, but some of the, like, challenges to get the star pieces just felt like they were reused and reskinned over to fit a different uh, ability. I think that is probably my biggest issue. Other than that, um, probably the the boss challenges. Oh, so you um, mean, like, the one where it's like, oh, freeze her, completely freeze her to, def- like, yeah, to help defeat her. You mean like that? Completely freeze her, or in the tree one, defeat the tree without using an ability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, every single one of them has beat the boss without taking damage. My least favorite ones. My least favorite <laughs> ones. Like, honestly. Sorry, you have to play that a couple, that one boss a couple times to be able to learn their moveset, to be able to actually go through and do it without taking damage. Yeah, I, I can see where that'd get frustrating. I think I think the tree was finally at the point. I did that without taking damage after about an hour of trying. And at that point, I was like, you know what? This is going to be one challenge from now on. I'm not doing. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than the challenges and how the ability or some of the star piece challenges just feel um, reused. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. That's the best way to put it. Copy paste. Um, other than that, I don't really have any complaints with the game. Uh, Nintendo's doing fantastic this year, and so far, if they keep it up, this might actually be the year where um, Nintendo will have a strong set of games to compete for second place game of the year. I was gonna say, Rob was gonna. I was waiting for it. I was like, Elden Ring exists. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I will I'm, say I'm that sitting in the living room, looking at the pretty Melania statue right now. Okay. Ew. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that when you mention Game of the Year, Nintendo, obviously, it's really, really hard for Nintendo games to compete, just because they're not. Most of them are not as big and as expansive as a game like Elden Ring, like last year. Uh, with games that it was having to compete against, you know, with Rift Apart, Deathloop, Resident Evil 8, you know, it, it's it's really hard for Nintendo games to compete. I really do think this game is a fantastic game. I think that it does get a little repetitive with the combat, but I think that, you know, Nintendo's got some other big games that are still to come out this year. You know, Nintendo Switch Sports also just come just came out. 
Uh, I don't think that's going to compete for any Game of the Year awards, but it's a really, really fun game thus far, and it's one of the next games we're going to be talking about. Uh, You've still got Mario Strikers. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got announced, and that's a massive announcement for Nintendo games. But I think that, you know, this is a good start to the year for Nintendo, especially when looking back, the last real Game of the Year contender that Nintendo released was in 2020 with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, obviously, you know, Matt, as Matt knows, I have my feelings about how, about whether or not that game belonged in the game of the year discussion to begin with, but it it was in the game of the year discussion, regardless of what I think. So I do think that there's a lot that if you're a Kirby fan, you should be excited for how good this game is doing and how, and how good of a game it is. Um, it's really, really high quality. Matt, you're the big Nintendo guy. So I want you, I'm expecting some good criticism from you here. What do you, what do you believe this game could have done better? Okay, so what I want to say as far as like what the skin could have done better, uh, jokingly of course, is my RNG with the uh, the gacha mechanics for the little figurine. <laughs> 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 um, no, if I had to really pick a criticism here, um, yeah, I'm really gonna have to dig to the bottom of the barrel on this one because this was such a fantastic game. Like, shoot, um, I want to say maybe just like. From all the Kirby games that I play, like I know it, it kind of gets difficult to really come up with new concepts for levels, but it really is just like the same type of thing we've seen. Like what's new here is the more kind of like uh like rundown city that's been abandoned, kind of yeah. like Last of Us Two vibes. You know what I'm talking about, Rusty? Because yeah. we made that we made that reference before. But <laughs> it's like I've seen I've seen the whole beach level type thing. I've seen like the whole um kind of like sandy levels it's kind of like nintendo reuses these assets a lot of the time when it comes to their games um and like i get it you know it's like they're trying to make it very appealing to like you know kids families and things like that uh because a lot of people categorize nintendo in that way so uh, like a lot of the level designs that you see are very like you know i've seen this in the previous iteration of the series um and then but I didn't really feel like they did introduce enough new enemies. Um, but, like, there was a lot of new, new variants of older enemies, like, in the arcade levels, which I thought was one of my... One of the one of the stick-out levels was the one where you're basically in, like, this arcade, and you have, like, these little alien, like, uh, cardboard things, like, popping out at you. Um, but you see, they, they, they reuse Gordos again. They reuse the... Uh, I mean, I, I can't give them any for wobble d's or whatever like that like, those are always going to be around yeah um but yeah the story for me really wasn't that that fantastic um it's kind of predictable once i got to the end uh there was a nice twist with the final boss that i was not expecting so i do give them that but you know just reusing seeing ddd again was really cool um i mean obviously he actually has a, a plot here but the plot is it's really weak like it's it's just that whole like you know Kirby gets like you know Kirby's the only one who can say the day type of thing and it's like yeah we know he's the hero his name's on the title of the game but yeah. like I'm not expecting a deep lore for Kirby I mean come on he's a little pink ball that like in inhales his enemies and takes their powers but when they finally decided to do a more like you know like change the way that they make Kirby games. I would have liked to have seen like them actually give us a story. 
And, you know, some voice acting maybe would have been nice, but, you know, we're in 2022. Nintendo still likes to use mumblings for Animal Crossing or some characters just don't talk at all. Like, hello, Pokemon. <laughs> I just want to see. Like, I thought I thought that, that they could have done better with the story and maybe, like, you know, again, added voice acting. But, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> see, yeah. I, I personally am uh, not with you on the voice acting for Kirby. <laughs> okay, okay. No, <laughs> Thacker, you off base here, Thacker. Voice acting would have made this better. Like I said, for at least Kirby, one of the few games I am not with for voice acting. Why? I, again, the nostalgia. What? I, I, I enjoy kirby not having a voice does it make you so, feel like, smart weird. does it make you feel smarter is it because of that it makes you feel smarter when you just hear another crew like why why would you not want voice acting <laughs> rusty over here making it seem like I, I like playing star wars on a uh, mumble mode you do <laughs> you do by the sounds of it good god i can't no. wait for that episode when you're like i miss the days when the jedi would just go well, like, like I, appar- apparently you you prefer the nonverbal <laughs> way of communication like i i don't know i mean voice acting doesn't change this game a ton but i do think voice acting in nintendo games is something that needs to happen because especially in a game like pokemon legends which came out earlier this year yeah voice acting would have helped that game a ton and i yeah. i i don't think it would have changed this game a ton but it would have been nice to see nintendo finally putting a little bit of effort into something like that as opposed I to just like, relying on mumbling. I feel like voice acting should be more so for heavier story-based games. Which is what I wanted to see with this game, but, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thackeray still end up on the wrong side of this argument. Anyways. <laughs> well, Matt, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help have you help me close this one out since, All again, right. it's Nintendo-related and, you know, you're the big Nintendo buff here. Do you think that this, like when we, we talked about how this does for this game what Odyssey did for Mario, I don't know that that's me saying that Forgotten Lands is as good as Mario Odyssey because Mario Odyssey is a game that I think is going to go down as one of the best of all time. Um, but how much do you think this is going to help Kirby grow back into more of a mainstream character for people that maybe aren't huge Nintendo fans but still you know have that nostalgia for the older games? I think that this was a great introduction for newer fans to expand okay. upon the fan base for Kirby. I mean, a lot of people, like, I, to this day, haven't played a Kirby game. They only know Kirby from Smash Brothers. But I think that Nintendo marketed this game really well to a newer audience and to the same people who've been playing Kirby since the uh, Game Boy game. And, like, they, they, I think that they finally given us, you know, what... A lot of like a lot of us wanted is like I want to see Nintendo expand their franchises and out of the comfortability of just using 2D, which I love the fact that Metroid Dread last year was 2D because it had been about 18 something years since we had um, a 2D Metroid game. But we also have Metroid Prime on the side, and I think that th- th- this um, this variant of Kirby should stick around along with like they should i think that they 100 percent should still do the 2d games because it gets that familiarity and it just makes it a little easier for like you know younger kids who who love kirby games but this game is also that perfect balance for new for new gamers uh to kirby and the same fans and uh, like i think that nintendo's finally found the balance when it comes to this franchise so this game obviously gives kirby a big lift what do you who do you think the next nintendo character to get a bigger game like this who do you think it should be 
I think it should be Donkey Kong, even though we technically okay. have Donkey Kong 64. Donkey Kong has also gone back to strictly 2D when uh, we got uh, Donkey Kong Returns, and then we had Tropical Freeze, which are you know fan- amazing games. God, I love those games. So good, so good. But Donkey Kong is also a, a platforming character, and I think that um, with what they did with Kirby, I want to see done with Donkey Kong. Open world Donkey Kong, please. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that Donkey Kong open world does actually sound like a lot of fun now that you mention it. That actually, walking around in this big ape, apparently Thacker just wants him to mumble, so that being, uh, but, um, <laughs> <We'll do it. laughs> so Thacker, give me your sales pitch for this game. If someone wasn't a big Kirby fan and they asked you why they should buy this game, what would you say? Uh, fuck. I'm not even in work mode anymore, y'all. Come on. <laughs> well, too bad. Some of us, some of us always have to be in work mode, Thacker. So come on. Honestly, with this game, it's one of those where it sells itself, especially on the simple fact of a. It's Nintendo. Nintendo has been making huge marks this year alone, mm-hmm. and with that, this is the first Kirby game that we have gotten that is for the most part, open world. It speaks well to anyone of any age to play. Look at us. We've got old man, 30-year-old about to be here. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. You're muted. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we wow. got the old man here. And then yeah, we've got Thank Rusty you. <laughs> and I over here who are about the same age. And then I even have kids come in here into my job and actually ask about Kirby. So, honestly, the game sells itself. And if I had to honestly convince somebody to buy this game, it would probably be the fact of the replayability. The fact that we have these challenges, we have these upgrade abilities, the new mouthful mode, even even as far as going we actually have the coliseum to mm-hmm. replay some of these boss fights without having to worry about challenges with it you can also use the fact that this game is actually multiplayer as well it has a nice uh you know couch co-op um uh, mode in the game where one person plays kirby the other plays a waddle d which was, hey, which was some respect on banana bandana waddle d bandana bandana d my bad bandana <laughs> d that's another selling point to the game yeah, I, I'm, I'm with y'all on that. So, Thacker, before we go, we asked Matt this. What is the next Nintendo character that you think should get a big game like this? And I swear to God, if the answer you give me is Waluigi, uh, I'm cutting off your audio as soon as you say it, and I'm playing the outro. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But, <laughs> look, I am the Waluigi fan. But at the same time, I, for one, Waluigi has never had his own game. And it needs to stay that way. <laughs> as much of a Waluigi fan as I am. Just like him not being playable in Smash. Stay hey, you way. better shut the fuck up before I come <laughs> Matt, <laughs> emotional uh, damage! Emotional damage. <laughs> you maidenless fool. Oh, no. Okay. Dagger, uh, back to no, the question. Like, I, again, I love Waluigi. I think it would be cool for him to have his own game. But at the same time, he does not need his own game. Um, it would be too much like WarioWare. But with that, if I honestly had to say a Nintendo character that should have his own game, at least his own newer game, that's a that's a tough one for me to sit here and think on. 
but I would probably have to say I would love to see a um, probably probably a uh, fuck. I'm blanking. I want to say a new Star Fox. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Star Fox or F Zero. Funny, funny, funny thing. I've never played a Star Fox game. Well, the next Star Fox game, I guess we're going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> we will be giving that a try whenever that comes out. Play, so uh, you can play Star Fox sixty four on your Switch right now. Actually. That sounds awful. So, anyways, <laughs> that, um, sound awful. that um, sounds I, I think absolutely that's a good point awful. To just, mm. <laughs> so. We're not going to do that, but Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, really, really awesome game. Nintendo's best so far this year, in my opinion. But that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Side Mission Pod. You can follow all of us as well. For Thacker, for Matt, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thank you for listening.